It's the after talk. After talk. It is the after What's talk. Up? I'm meeting after, after talk. Rolls. What's up? After talk. Rolls. It's the after talk, talk. It's the after talk. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? Hello, hello, and how are you doing? Welcome to Up With and On What Presents, our meeting at the Crossroads music series, After Talk. Now, the After Talk is where we actually get a chance to go back a little bit and focus in on some of the interviews that we had early in the year with some of the artists. So sit back, relax, snap on the seatbelt, do whatever you got to do, grab some popcorn, because we're about to get nitty gritty and get a little bit around the edges of things, if you know what I mean. New Jersey's own. She's known as Jade Lydica, who is living as an actor and singer in New York City. She's been seen in many off-Broadway and regional theatrical shows. In addition to loving to sing and act, Jade also loves to cook. So I guess it's hats off to the chef. So, what it is, for? What it do, Pete? What the? Okay, translation. How are you doing, people? I'm doing quite fine in myself. <laughs> Feeling nice, still on that wine, that red wine. Back to my red, Cali red, Snoop's 19 crimes. Hey, don't hate, appreciate, and celebrate the great. What you drinking, B? Silly question. As always, the Jack Daniels, sir. Again, for you new listeners, B is for first name Bruno, last name D.E.S., and I'm me, Darren Lorenzo family, from all the way down in Georgia. Now, I know they said the devil went down to Georgia, but that ain't me. I'm just a fallen angel waiting on this upgraded wing. You know what I mean, friend? Right, B? No. Why are you always Bruno? talking to himself? Bueller? This guy. Anyway, next up on the block is Miss Jade Lydica from Jersey by way of New York. Jade's a loyal client and friend of Upward and Onward, but is now featured on After Talk because of an interesting story and view on life during this crazy pandemic. So let's listen and see what she has to say. Where are you at right now? Right now, I am in lockdown in Maryland, taking Maryland. a little break, but I live in Harlem. Oh, you live in Harlem? What part of Harlem? Not the address. I, I live off of uh, Amsterdam Ave, right across the street from City College. City okay. College. Oh, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. First, just so people can kind of get to know you, where, where are you originally from? I was born in New Jersey. Okay. I grew up in the South Bronx near Yankee Stadium, right across the bridge from uh, Washington Heights area. Okay. I grew up there for a little bit, and then when I was in high school, I moved upstate to the Catskills, so I guess technically central New York. All right, I got you. Yeah, that, that's where I kind of got into, I got more into the music thing. Now, did is, you go to school for music or theater or anything like that, or was it something that you found later on? I did. I went to college, and I studied musical theater. Okay. For a while, I dipped into the opera world of vocal performance. Right. I enjoyed for the technique. But I found that as much as I enjoy opera, that world wasn't for me. So I came okay. back to musical theater and I've been doing it ever since. And I wanted to stray and do a little bit more singing on the singing side. But every time I try to leave musical theater is like, it always grabs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm sticking with it. I totally understand. I got into it by default myself years ago. Um, you mentioned opera. I know you said it wasn't really your thing or you figured out that it wasn't really what you wanted to do. But uh, what were like some of your favorite arias or what were some shows that maybe you uh, you did maybe in school or something like that that uh, kind of took you into that area? Ooh, I did. Um, I forget the composer of this musical, but I did an excerpt. It was like Dead Man Walking, I think is what the show was called. OK. It was all of these parents, like a groups of parents in a parking lot after they found out that their children have been killed Ooh, oh. in a huge like school incident. 
That was probably one of my favorite. It was like a very modern opera, and that was probably one of my favorite ones that I did in college. But you've probably never been to Vegas. Actually, I have. And then um, my first, like, well, it was technically my second. My second, my off-Broadway debut, which was Bear, a pop opera. Oh, I, I know people don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> but I do. Because, you know, it happens with recitative and it sticks to the opera formula. It mm-hmm. just incorporates pop musical theater influence. I really enjoyed the music from that, and I enjoyed diving into those characters. And I feel like with opera, a lot of people that I went to school with that were music majors, they didn't realize how much acting goes into that. Like, there, yeah. there's a lot of scene work that happens with that. It's not just an aria that you're singing with no mm-hmm. feeling. There's a lot going on there. Okay. I love Puccini. I do. I okay. love Bob Boehm. I love... It's all, it's all good. <laughs> all right, all right. So what are some other uh, styles that you love? I mean, I know you said opera really was, didn't end up being your thing, but uh, what are some other styles or some other genres that you kind of dive into that are like maybe some of your favorite? I'm beginning to love pop rock more. I didn't grow up with a strong understanding of rock music. Uh-huh. And I had friends who were into it and I knew some songs and I was like, OK, that that's pretty good. But I never really dipped into it myself. The industry has been kind of like molded by the pop rock influence, especially within the last couple of years. I find myself beginning to appreciate it a lot more. Okay. Okay. As well as that, I always return to R&B, whether it be yeah. old school, the new stuff coming out. I love Brandy. I love Aaliyah. I love the 90s girls of R&B. I love that stuff. So it's like, if I can bring that into my book every now and then, it's always just like, I love doing that stuff. And I'm sure it's always appreciated too, because a lot of people, they grew up on a lot of these songs. So hearing it at an audition or at a jam session or something like that, it's always just like taking them back. So I hear that. Now you're a soprano, right? Yes, I am. I'm trained soprano, but... I, I can put on a couple of different hats, <laughs> but yes, wide range. I just want to make sure people didn't get it twisted because a lot of times people look at us from view and they're like, oh, okay, Darren, he looks like uh, he might be a tenor or, and it's like, you know, Jay might be an alto, but in actuality, I'm like, no, yeah. I'm a baritone you know, and she's a surprise. I met, I wanted to bring this up to you a couple of times because I have so many friends who are like, oh, I can cast you right now. Effie. Me. Yeah, change. 
And it's like, Laurel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? What? Uh-huh. what? Yeah. Y'all don't really know me if you're going to jump to Effie. Jimmy. So it's just like, I've been trying to, um, I've been training with a lot of really, really amazing coaches, some okay. for voice lessons and then others for coachings and song interpretation Okay. and really getting that alto, those alto muscles strong. So when it does come to that point, I can put on that hat comfortably and sustain it. Okay. But it's hard traveling through the world as a thick black soprano. That's hard. I'm sure. I'm sure. And everybody's hard. always trying to pull you into second soprano and, uh, alto world so i know i was I like totally get it. <laughs> we at the top like what's that not the time we do a little stuff up here too we, we, we do it <laughs> my mother once told me of a place where there's waterfalls and unicorns flying where there is no suffering or pain where there is laughter instead of dying i always thought she made it up to comfort me in times of pain. Uh, when did you start getting into music? I think I started, I was always into it. I was very shy, mm-hmm. very, very shy as a child. I think my dad is still shocked that this is my career That's because amazing. he's like, what? <laughs> um, I started really getting into it. I started performing in these um, competitions that New York State has for mm-hmm. middle and high school called NISMA. I don't okay. know if you have heard of them. But, um, um, not directly, but yeah. I, I can okay. kind of follow what some of those are like, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's when you take a bunch of kids from the county and they compete and they get judged on their progress of singing throughout the year. And it's very, very helpful if you want to see yourself improve. Okay. And I enjoyed it for that reason. Like, I wasn't competing with anybody else. I just wanted to see how I can begin to really perfect my craft and explore what I'm good at. That's pretty much where I started. And then with musical theater, I didn't get into a musical until I was like freshman year. And I got in with all like the seniors and sophomores and juniors. And Mm -hmm. I, I just found that I really, really enjoyed getting to tell a story. And coupling yeah. that with music, that was very rewarding. I, I know, obviously, we're doing this this interview through Zoom because this is like the thing. This is the thing that people are doing right now. This is the world that we live in. How has um, the pandemic affected you during, uh, I don't know, just, just daily day-to-day life, you know? You know, I realize how much I thrive off of routine. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people are learning about themselves as well. Okay. Because I always struggled with time management, but now even more so because I have a lack of routine. Mm-hmm. And I really had to get myself together where it was like, I have to make my own routine now. I can't center what I'm doing around my work day or my day job. Or mm-hmm. if I were in a show rehearsals I was in, I have to now come up with what I'm going to be doing throughout the day and follow through. Yeah. It takes a lot of discipline. And that's something that I've been really trying to work on because I've always struggled with my discipline and my time management, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But it's, yeah. it's, it's getting easier as we go along and as we ease back into some sense of normalcy and yeah, a regular sense. routine. Yeah. I think that I will bring that lesson into that and be able to sort of remember that like I can't just sit and do nothing. I have to be able to make my own plans and have yeah. my own 
played out. Well, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's not just the story Mama told, but a village in Utah where the roofs are thatched with gold. If I could let myself believe, I know just where I'd be. Yeah, one of the many pluses of the pandemic, even though there are several. <laughs> Mine is. <laughs> I mean, listen, this is a new thing for us. I mean, we haven't gone through something of this capacity before. I think people might have gone through like the Spanish flu, but this right here is very, this is widespread. You know, this <sighs> is uh, something that we've never really encountered. And especially we haven't encountered something of this capacity while we're in this, uh, this whole uh, social media world. And so yeah. having to, uh, you know, people are working through stuff like what we're interviewing through Zoom. If given the chance, what would you tell your younger self? Knowing what you know now, what would you tell your younger self? I would probably remind her that you could hold your own a lot better than you think you can. Yeah. You just need to release that control. Yeah. I spent so much time trying to control everything, and I still struggle with that. And the minute I let go, I'm getting callbacks, or I'm feeling good, or I'm going to the gym more. Like, mm-hmm. just things happen when I'm releasing that control. And I think that that's something young Jade, especially 13-year-old Jade, probably yeah. would have here for sure definitely would have been beneficial yes ma'am just want to say ladies we are lifting you up especially women of color we are holding you up in prayer and appreciation know that you are enough trust your journey and plan for your arrival for greatness and success they seem to want our rhythm but not our blues but it's not up to them it's up to us to decide our true destination Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Direction is more important than speed. Up with and on with, folks. Well, on behalf of Up with and on with Productions, we'd like to thank you for hanging out for our meeting at the Crossroads after talk. Now, your attention and time is much appreciated, and we look forward to having you checking in for more later on. Remember, success is only an arm's length away. Stay safe, stay home if you can, and if not, keep practicing social distance with a healthy and cautious way of life. Up with and on with folks. After talk, what's the haps? What's the scoop? What's going on? After talk, it's the after talk.